Hello and welcome to Talk to Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and the Chief Clinical Officer of Work to Be Well. Here with me today are two high school students and one college freshman to talk and chat about relationships. As a reminder, the information provided during this event is for educational purposes only. It is not intended nor is it implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice. Okay, let's get started. I want to have each one of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and where you're headed this fall. Hi, I'm Lily Serber. I am currently a freshman at the University of Montana in Missoula, Montana. Hi, I'm Leanna. Um, I'm going to be, well, I'm still in high school. I'm going to be a junior this fall um, at Twalton High School in um, Twalton, Oregon. Hello, I'm Maida, and I'm going to be a senior at Mountside in Beaverton, Oregon. Well, so you all have a little bit of variety of experience uh, managing high school relationships, and especially that transition from high school to college. How have your senior relationships changed? I mean, especially, you know, middle school to high school, high school to college, even moving freshman to sophomore to junior to senior. How have your relationships changed while you've been in high school? Well, for me, it's definitely been a really weird experience with COVID. I haven't really gotten the high school experience. So, I mean, I've gone half my freshman year. So, um, all my relations have, have been online this year, and so it's been really hard to get really close with people. Um, My relations going from when junior high to high school to now, um, I've noticed that my circle when I was in middle school was pretty big, and then as I got through freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, it just kind of shrunk. Like, I still had my friends that were still in my close circle, but it just got super close with, like, who I was hanging out with more. Like, um, my senior year, I hang I hung out with mainly four other girls, and that was it. And I hung out with a few other girls here and there, but not very much as I usually did. Um, I'll go with what Liana said that... Um, yeah, if you're in high school, like, yeah, our relationships have mostly been affected by COVID. And now, like, recently that I've been going back to school, for mostly for leadership stuff, I feel like I'm behind in life on a lot of things when I'm, like, talking to my peers. Like, it feels different and it's weird. Yeah, and, like, something to add to that, um, how I kind of saw it, I talked to my parents about it, um, not being able to see these friends in person um, was kind of like a head start on like who I would actually talk to once we get into college. Cause I mean, we're not gonna be able to see those people outside of high school. We're gonna be talking to them online on Instagram and other platforms. So it was kind of a like look into who I was actually gonna talk to once um, I'm a senior in high school and once I'm out of high school. Um, and it really showed that like, who I kept close to it was only like about one, two, maybe three people. Um, other people I would like, you know, talk to ever so often, but it was really like just one or two people that I kept really close to. Did you have a COVID bubble of friends? Did you have people that you like 
partnered up with, buddied up with? And, and if so, how did you pick who they were? It wasn't really like, oh, I'm going to hang out with these people. It was more like a mutual kind of thing because those people in relationships, it's also both people have to make an effort. In relationship, it's both people. And so um, it was my friend me asking, oh, let's go to the beach this weekend. Or maybe the next weekend be, hey, you want to come over to my pool? And so um, that's why it was kind of just like between me and her. And we would just get super close every time we hung out. And we would like um, have people tag along every so often. But um, with COVID, um, I, I really didn't hang out with so many people because my little sister she's not vaccinated and so we wanted to keep it to a small group um and so um with this quarantine bubble i really kept it small but i was happy about that um i didn't really have any like covid friend group in like the last almost two years so i was mostly alone and doing things on my own but as Anna said i was happy about it actually because I was lived in such a small town when COVID happened, my town was only um, 1,200 people, so there was only 26 kids in my class. My bubble was already pretty small, so it didn't. Um, hanging out with people didn't change very much for me when COVID happened. Do any of you have people that you don't see at all anymore? Uh, because, you know, you had a relationship with them pre-COVID and now that just kind of all went away. Yeah, I have a lot of people that I'm lost over that I, like, or lost my relationship with over the COVID. I like I remember back in like 2019, like the fall and then the start of like second semester. Like I was friends with a lot of people and then going into COVID, like and then junior year being all COVID, yeah, I, I lost my relationship and contact with all those people. So, you know, if any of you had like the opportunity during COVID, which is a strange time, either before COVID or after COVID um, or during, had an intimate relationship with somebody where this is somebody that you would consider a, you know, a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, that type of a thing. And how have you, you balanced that out between your time in that relationship and your time with other relationships? I know this is something people talk about a lot. It's like, oh my gosh, if I've got, you know, a boyfriend, then I'm not going to have time for my other people, my girlfriends and stuff like that. That can be a source of conflict. Is that an experience any of you have had? Um, so I have had I my last boyfriend and my only boyfriend I dated him for three years we started dating the end of our freshman year and then we just recently broke up a few months ago in the middle of the summer and part of that reason was actually how we would balance it um the whole time during our relationship he kind of knew my priorities and my goals in life and that family and my education always came first. And then, um, so that wasn't always the best. That wasn't always, um, super good with him because he would always want to hang out because 
but I would be busy because I was doing something for school or for sports or I was helping out my family member. So that was kind of hard. And then with us going to different schools in the fall for college, it just didn't seem like it was going to work out very well. Like we're close enough where we can travel on weekends, but then it's kind of taken away from other things. So I don't know. It's kind of difficult, but one of the major ways that I balanced like um, him and my girlfriends was kind of like I would make sure that if one of my girlfriends was struggling, that they were my priority because I knew that they would always be with me because I didn't know how long the relation, how long our relationship was going to last. Granted, it had been going on for a while, but I was like, my girlfriends are always going to be there for me and I'm always going to be there for them. So they were kind of also more of a priority to me than he was. So that's another thing as well that was kind of conflicting in our relationship. But, yeah. So I didn't really have to um, balance the whole boyfriend, girlfriend, or partner thing during COVID. I went into COVID single. I'm still single now. Um, (laughs) And, I mean, there's nothing bad about that. But um, once COVID started – everybody was on their phones 24 seven. And as teenagers, we usually flirt over the phone. And so everybody was like talking to this person, moving on to the next person. But I think over time, like (laughs) it was weird because all the teenage boys, I didn't get to see any of the girls. And so they were like just moving on to the next boy, to the uh, the next girl, to the next girl. And um, it was also kind of hard because nobody could sustain them because we couldn't hang out with each other. And so you couldn't really get close to anyone. And like, there was um, one person I was talking to over the summer um, about a year ago that I was like, Oh, I really hope this goes well. Like it would always get to the point where we want to hang out with each other. Like, Oh, well, we'll hang out with each other when COVID's over. And it's been over maybe almost, it's going to, it's coming up to two years now and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> and so um, a lot of those almost relationships failed because of COVID. And um, it's okay. And stuff happens for a reason. But it was just a bummer, I think. <laughs> but that was my experience with handling relationships, um, intimate relationships over COVID. I feel like I didn't have to balance anything because I... I was just, I just wasn't talking to anyone, so it was just easy. <laughs> that's one way to manage. <laughs> and that's a good way, too. <laughs> but that does bring up the issue of, you know, a lot of people I know in my groups of friends, people have pretty strong opinions about things these days. And whether it's vaccines or masks or um, racial issues or anything like that or politics of any kind, People have strong feelings and sometimes those strong feelings can break relationships. I know I have people that I just, it's like, they're so far on the end of, of where they're at with vaccines that I can't even make sense. I I'm trying to figure out what we had in common before then um, so that I can go back to that prior state. How do you mend a relationship that might be broken? Um, Especially over something that's a hot, a hot issue. Um, so I go to a therapist and a lot of my stuff also has to do with relationships and something that, um, she's taught me is that 
in order to like mend relationships, like you don't want to, but like it, the answer is literally just time. Um, most of, most of the time, um, because people, when thing when tension is super high, it's like boiling water, um, when you have the lid on and if you like keep trying to fix it, the water is just going to boil and boil and boil and like these bubbles are bursting everywhere. And you really just have to, over time, turn the dial down, wait for the water to go down, the bubbles go away, and you're able to start start again, maybe start talking. And um, I found that is the best way to mend a relationship because I had um, a best friend um, for almost 10 years, and um, it was actually over a disagreement, um, some over politics, some over morals um and how to handle things and it got to the point where we just couldn't talk to each other and over time and during that waiting period each of us were able to reflect mature more and we were able to come back to each other with more open minds wow. and we're friends now still again um I've noticed that if something like that does happen, you kind of need to just take a second, kind of reevaluate where you both had that disagreement, like what, sh what specifically, and then kind of try to keep an open mind and see from their perspective, like what they were trying to explain during that disagreement, and then just kind of go from there. I don't know. I've haven't had too many broken relationships over things like that. Most of the time, um, the people that I'm around are pretty open-minded about things. And we just don't, like, we always have disagreements, but they're usually not, like, major ones that would break our relationships Um, I didn't have to deal with that a lot. Like, I was mostly talking to people that have the same opinions as me. But my therapist actually kind of said the same thing. Like, give it a time. Give it time and, like, it will get better. And, like, put yourself in their shoes and think about both perspectives. And then do what you feel like is the good thing. Yeah. And also something to add is that... um when you did let, if you ever do let the water come down where it's no longer boiling and you come back to the person and nothing has changed, you can't really change a person. That's who they are. And um, I've had to learn that myself and they've had to learn um, that about themselves that they also can't change me, even though I always try to be open-minded. Um, sometimes that's just the situation. Nobody likes it like that, but it happens. It's really hard because I think that's the, the hardest part about relationships is how do you maintain a friendship like, let's say, with an ex? Are any of you friends with somebody you may have dated in the past? And how do you make that work? Um, At the moment, we're um, sort of talking. It's, I don't know, on Snapchat, you can just send like pictures of like your face back and forth. 
So usually we just do that and don't say anything, which probably isn't the healthiest thing. But we've slowly gotten to talking more. I was the one that broke up with him, so it's still – so I have – I feel kind of guilty. But um, I definitely think the breakup was needed. And I don't, I don't know. It's just we've talked in person a few times, and I definitely think the few times that we did talk before we both left for college, I probably could have been a little – more or I could have done a little bit of a better job to not make it so awkward (laughs) the two times we were it was around other people so I was just kind of like talk with other people and just kind of keep my distance whereas I could have gone up and said a few things to him but I was still kind of awkward myself but we're slowly on the mend we still talk every like we still have our snapchat streak and everything like that but we just we talk here and there and like ask each other how's classes and going and stuff like that. So it's a pretty it's going okay. I didn't really get the um I don't think I've had the time to have an intimate relationship intimate relationship with anybody. Um, cause I mean, I've had them in middle school, but I don't, I don't count those. Those don't really count to me. And then I had about three months. I had about three months in freshman year, and then COVID happened and. Like I said before, the whole nothing happens during COVID and here we still are. So, I mean, if you really are going to count those middle school ones, we're chill. (laughs) 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 They never lasted any longer and you were just friends that were trying to just be middle schoolers. So, (laughs) I don't really count them. Well, so I have a question for all of you. Who is your longest term, you know, what one would call your oldest friend? Who is your longest term friend? And what makes that friendship have such longevity? So my oldest friend, her and I have been best friends since kindergarten. And I think what makes our relationship work so well is that we, it's not that we see, we don't see each other every single day. We didn't when we were in high school, like we had classes together and we chatted and then, but we, we each played different sports. So we didn't always get that opportunity to like hang out with each other every day after school. In the summers, it would happen a little more often, but we both had really big summer schedules. So it was a lot of like FaceTiming and communicating over the phone. Um, but I think what makes the, our relationship work so well is that, um, we just kind of get each other like we're kind of cut from the same pod and I don't know like for example she can't type to save her life on snapchat so there's a lot of times where it'll be mumbo jumbo and I'll be like oh I know exactly what she's saying here just because I've known her for so long I know exactly what she's trying to say um, but I think it's just you've been friends with the other for so long you just kind of get each other it's like I don't know how many I'm pretty sure she calls I'm pretty sure my I'm pretty sure she calls my parents mom and dad like that's how close our relationship are is <laughs> that we're to the point where we just share parents and yeah actually this past weekend I drove three hours to see her because we we're currently eight hours apart but she was gonna be in a small town rodeoing for a weekend. So I went and saw her and 
I don't know. We've just being eight hours apart and on two different sides of the state recently where it's a lot of scheduling and figuring out where we're going to be this weekend and how our schedules are going to line out. So I left for school and then didn't see her for two weeks. Saw her this past weekend. Then I got to wait another two weeks to see her at her brother's wedding. So counting down those days. My longest going friendship. Um, I'm still friends with the person. But I don't consider them my best friend. It was the person I was talking about. We were friends um, from about kindergarten to seventh grade. And then we had a falling out um, over personal values and then in around like eighth or ninth grade, we we became like friends, but like we weren't like the best of friends. Like we weren't like how between kindergarten and seventh grade, we would like hang out every weekend, even on like school nights and tell each other everything. Um, it wasn't like that when we um, became friends again. So I think my longest going like best, how do you say this? I don't even think I consider um, that person from kindergarten to seventh grade like a best friend. It was more of like those relationships where your parents were friends. And so you were like automatically friends. Like you automatically saw each other every weekend. You automatically saw each other during the weekdays. You saw each other at, we did the same sport. So we saw each other during practices. And it wasn't a friendship where both of us like made that effort to go like see each other. We were just like, friends so I think I consider my best friend right now like my most like realest best friend because um me and her have been together even through like multiple friend groups and we just know each other the best um she knows me the best um and what I, I think what keeps our relationship strong is that even if we don't see each other for like even a month because we're both like super busy people we're able to like meet up again and it's just like nothing ever happened and we're able to just laugh tell each other stories mm -hmm. and what I love about being her friend is that as someone that I don't have to try to be funny around her because I'm like a person that's like I'm very straightforward with what I say and I I'm not always laughing but I like to have fun so me and her we always like to have like actual conversations and that's what I love. I don't have to try to be super funny all the time. And I think that's what keeps our relationship, um, friendship going. Um, I lost all of my childhood friends after I moved. So I'll just talk about high school friendships and my longest one. I've known him since um, his freshman year, 2019. Um, and I think what the best part about our uh, friendship is that we we don't have to pretend when we're around each other. It's like, we don't see each other for like months cause he's in California, he's going back, he goes to Chapman and I'm like still in high school. So like complete different mindset, but still if, uh, when we see each other, it's like nothing changed. It's like we're besties and like we get each other. So yeah. I have friends like that still to this day who I may not see them for four or five years. And when I see them again, it's like, whoa, nothing changed. You're you're the same person and we pick up where we left off. And I think that's one of the more amazing parts about, about long and enduring friendships. And when you think about the qualities that you look for in a friend, you know, as you, especially Lily, as you're in college and might as you're getting ready to go to college and, and Leanna, as you're 
going into high school for what feels like the first time. It really does. It really does. What do you look for? What attracts you to somebody to go, you know, I want to seek them out and be their friend. And then how do you make a new friend? Um, uh, With this first week, I mean, I guess I've been here for two and a half weeks. But coming to college, it was a lot of, I'm a social butterfly. So making new friends wasn't super hard for me because I'm talkative and just go up to people and just start asking questions. Um, but I don't know. It was, it's a lot of just kind of seeing if you kind of have similar, similar points of views and kind of different, like seeing if you have similar experiences or different experiences, kind of things like that. I know, I know hanging my three new roommates, they're so awesome. And like, we immediately all click together, but making new friends, I feel like just kind of takes going out of your comfort zone a little bit and just kind of taking that chance on someone. Yeah, same Lily. I'm naturally a social butterfly. Like, Talking comes easy to me, even though it may not come out perfect. I mumble my words a lot. Um, but looking for a friend, um, I really embrace somebody who um, is able to embrace the quiet. If you're able to embrace the quiet, like, I know you're, like, an amazing person because it's not awkward. And I love that. <laughs> if you're able to just sit there with them and be in their presence and they aren't, like, you don't have to have like little small talk like, oh, how's the weather? And da 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 da. Like you're able to just be there with them if you're like reading on your phone or whatever that might be. And then back to the finding new friends. Um, it's definitely going to be hard for me this year because I have no classes with my best friend or any lunches. So I'm going to have to go back into that like freshman mindset even though I'm a junior I've missed all of it I'm gonna go back to that freshman mindset and think of finding new people and classes and lunch and having to do that little scary like you know those um teen movies where they walk in with their uh lunch and they go into the lunch room and they're like looking for a table I'm probably gonna have that little moment for myself um <laughs> having to talk to new people but that's exactly where a relationship or friendship starts. It's gonna, it might not <laughs> be the um, easiest road, but there's gonna be some turbulence and I'm gonna just have to embrace it. Um, I'm gonna be a senior and I still have so much anxiety about going back to school and like making new friends because I, right now, I do not have any friends who are same grade as me. They're either juniors or in college. So it's going to be scary. It's going to be weird. But as Leanna said, one thing that I look for in a friend is like embrace the quiet. Like it's not awkward between you. Like you can just sit there and be quiet for like 15 minutes and it's not awkward. Like that's what one big thing. Yep. I I love this. You know, I have this picture now in my mind of of you both walking into the lunchroom with your lunch tray <laughs> and i know we've talked before um at work to be well about some of the projects like you know the lunch table where just anybody can sit down and it's not as intimidating like the benches where you can sit down and have a conversation with somebody and you're all student leaders you're all people who put yourselves out there um 
I hope you challenge yourself this school year to go out there and make a new friend with somebody who maybe isn't quite as out there and comfortable with themselves as you are, uh, because we all need another good friend in our lives. Any last pieces of advice for people who are looking to go out there and gather up a few new friends? Um, if you're looking for more of an intimate relationship rather than just a friendship, make sure you got some good wing, wing woman or wingmen with you. That's what I'm going to say. I love my roommates because that's what they do for me. So make sure you always got backup with you. That's very, very important. Um, one thing that I can say that this actually came from my therapist. She's amazing. Um, as someone that has um, anxiety and like ADHD, my head immediately goes into like planning what they're already going to say if I go up to somebody. Uh-huh. So like if I'm thinking like, oh, I see somebody, oh, I want to go talk to them. But then I'll like step back and be like, oh, they're probably going to turn me down. They're probably just going to like, look away and da, 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 da. but try to like turn off that little like negative Nancy in your head and just like just go for it because you every person's different you don't know what they're gonna say and if it does look if it does go that way then you guys weren't meant to be friends exactly and um but yeah go out there um some things go the right way some things don't there might be turbulence but embrace it and there's there's always a little bit more time. I was gonna say what Lena exactly just said, like I have ADHD and anxiety. So I'm like before like before even saying hi, I like I picture everything like no, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. Just like yeah, try to think positive and like just go for it and do it. Because I bet you the person that you're going to talk to is just as scared as you are. Exactly. Well, healthy relationships can help improve your mental health, can be a major support when you're struggling too. Creating and keeping healthy relationships takes work, communication, and it's important to create boundaries on unhealthy relationships. Next time, I think we ought to talk a little bit more about some of those unhealthy relationships and how you end one. But for today, we're out of time, and I want to thank all of you for joining me and my guests on Talk To Be Well as we talked about everything relationships. And to everyone who's listening, I really hope that this was helpful to you in the relationships you've got going on now and in the future. And we all want to challenge you to go make a new friend today. If you are looking for support for your mental health or with any other medical questions, please check us out at providence.org. And for parents, teachers, and teens, Check us out at Work To Be Well. Come join the mission of bringing better mental health to everybody and be well out there. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>